Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer's got a special guest on the WIBC hotline. He is a 2A instructor. He's a man that has put together some of the gun laws in the state of Indiana, and he's the host of the Gun Guy Show. Guy Relford joins us. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great, you guys, and thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest and PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. Guy, I'm going to play some audio for you here in a moment from the mayoral debate last night where the topic of guns came up. But before we get there, the biggest story in the world is what's happening with Israel right now. I'm curious as to your perspective. Man, I'll tell you, uh, as, as I've seen some of that video and seen that story unfold, you guys, uh, I've gone right back, as you, for me, you'd probably expect, I go right back to the wording of our Second Amendment and, and why it is that our founders had the extreme wisdom to make sure that the right to keep and bear arms was preserved uh, in our Constitution, because it says right there in the, in the, in the first phrase, necessary for the security of a free state i mean and 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 if you're one of those folks that you know whose whose home's been invaded uh or your family's been taken hostage uh god forbid you've 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 had uh family members murdered um what what are those words necessary for the security of a free state what do those words mean to you right now and and because that's uh that's exactly why we have a second amendment and so um it's not just you know, as we hear from our idiot politicians all the time, uh, you know, you don't need that gun for hunting deer or you don't need that gun for hunting ducks uh, or, you know, or you don't need a Kevlar vest to hunt deer, as our president likes to say. That's not what it's about. It's about necessary for the security of a free state. And when the citizenry is armed and the citizenry is, 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 is prepared and equipped to, to be that security for a free state, then you avoid atrocities just like we're seeing unfold on the TV every hour now. And you know what else I thought about, Guy, is the fact that our border is wide open. And there are one yeah. point one and a half, one point seven million known gotaways. There have been 80 uh, apprehensions of uh, people trying to enter illegally with names that are on the terrorist watch list. Who made it through the border? that that didn't get caught you know what i'm saying like who is out there what is being planned is anybody from hamas anybody from hezbollah in this country right now planning similar attacks and i was just taking the exact same thing man i i it makes me want to go immediately to a gun store and and load up well yeah and to get the most you know effective uh firearm uh that 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 
you can purchase and that you're uh, trained and, and, and yes. comfortable managing. And that, that's why we have the Second Amendment. That's why those arms um, that are commonly used for lawful purposes are protected, as our Supreme Court says. But no, you're right. And, and you know, government, government is, as defined in our Constitution, is supposed to be very, very limited. But one of the powers it's supposed to have and it's supposed to accomplish is to maintain the security of our borders. That's the job of the federal government, and that's built right into the Constitution. And and while the federal government wants to regulate in all these areas that our founders never envisioned in a million years, including restricting our Second Amendment rights, um, what they're not doing is doing what they are supposed to do and what they're specifically charged to do in the Constitution, maintaining our borders and the security and integrity of our borders. So if our if our if our government's not going to do that, does that mean it's just not not going to get done, or does that mean it's left to the citizens uh, to defend their, their themselves, their homes, and their families? I I know we all know the answer to that question. And guy, you're so right. Next time someone says, "Well, why does anybody need an AR-15?" You can point to what's happening here in Israel as to the answer to that question. At this point, you're not worried about maybe an attack from the government. You're worried about some sort of home invasion that could be coordinated and funded. So I think that's an important part of this conversation. Now, well, gonna, you're, you're, go you're ahead. dead on. You're de- and you're dead on from a historical perspective, too, because that's why both the word security and free are in the pre- that preamble in the Second Amendment, because security is referring specifically to, to helping the government repel a foreign invader. Invader secure, Security of a free state makes sure that, that we can also stand up to the government if it becomes tyrannical as well. That's exactly what those two words mean, so you nailed it. So this brings us to our backyard of Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm going to play you a soundbite here. we got a couple different clips I want to get your opinion on. We're going to start with Jefferson Shreve, because last night was the first mayoral debate. Now, last night's was predominantly about issues that matter to the black community, but the topic of firearms came up. So I'm going to play you this soundbite from Jefferson Shreve, and then I want to get your reaction, Guy. Allison, go ahead. If I were a legislator, I'm running for a management position, but were I a legislator, if I had heard the testimony of Superintendent Doug Carter or our Chief Taylor, who asked that we keep in place the permitting requirements if you want to conceal carry a weapon, I would have been persuaded by that testimony and left that in place. I think that the lawful age of gun purchases should be harmonized at 21. There's a carve out for, for private gun and knife shows, things like that. But there is a way to do this, and I will work through the, 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 the proper channels with those relationships that I talked about leveraging at the front end of this debate this evening at the General Assembly as part of my legislative priorities package toward trying to get those things done in ways that can be implemented. So that was Jefferson Shreve last night at the debate, still talking about how he's going to be some sort of deal maker to make this thing happen that they want to happen in Marion County. What's your perspective? Well, you know, I was in the room uh, when the legislature heard the testimony of of Superintendent Carter, and and you guys have heard me say many times I respect uh, Doug Carter a lot, um, but the committee and the entire legislature uh, heard his testimony. They heard from Chief Taylor. Uh, they also heard the facts. They heard the facts. 
from at the time the, the 23 other states that had adopted permitless carry and learned that, no, there's no increase in crime. There's no increase in attacks on police officers. And they heard they heard the facts. So, yes, we heard some emotional testimony, but then they also heard facts and they and, and they and, and they were able to get past. Uh, what we heard from law enforcement. Look, uh, is it a mystery that law enforcement likes the permitting process? Of course not. It makes their job easier. If I was a law enforcement officer, I would rather uh, be able to divide people up in terms of who has a gun. Those people with a permit don't go to jail. Those people without a permit uh, do go to jail. That's easy. But that's also punishing law-abiding citizens who just didn't happen to get permission from the government to exercise a constitutional right. That's what constitutional carry or permitless carry is all about. And, you know, and, and I would love for a 19- or 20-year-old service member who just got back you know, from Afghanistan or Iraq or served over there when they were in that time frame, in that age frame, and be able to come back and look at Jefferson Street and said, hold on. So what you're saying is the government can, can put an M4, you know, a, a firearm fully capable of automatic fire or, 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 or a drone or an artillery battery in my hands as an 18 or 19 or 20-year-old after training me to do so, and I can go defend this country in a foreign land and put my life on the land, on the line, and then I come back to Indiana and I can't go into a gun store and buy a shotgun to go hunting with my dad? Are you serious? I mean, that, that's what people need to understand. We say, oh, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun. First of all, under federal law, you have to be 21 to buy a pistol anyway. So Indiana can't affect that. No, by the way, that's already being reexamined. Uh, as to whether that's even constitutional, but separately, Indiana wants to to change the law on long guns after you know eighteen, nineteen, and twenty year olds are eligible for military service, but they can't go in and buy a rifle or a shotgun uh, to defend themselves with, uh, or to go hunting with their with their family. That's ridiculous, and uh, and it's just pandering to what he perceives as the liberal base in Marion County in order to try to steal some votes. From you know the other liberal trying to pander right. to the same base, which is Joe Hogsett. That's why it's such a it's such a losing strategy. So that was the soundbite we played. The Republican candidate. I'm going to play you the <laughs> yeah, right. Democrat yeah. incumbent here, Joe Hogsett, and let me know if, if you can tell any difference. Um, we have passed at the city council level, uh, city county council level, increase the buying age to 21. We're not. I'm not talking about just doing nothing. I'm talking about taking action, and that's exactly what we've done. The city county council, with the administration's support, has raised uh, the, the an ordinance uh, raising the uh, age of carry uh, to or buying a gun to 21. We have already, as an ordinance here in the city of Indianapolis, banned permitless carry. We banned the uh, purchase of semi, uh, of uh, military style uh, assault weapons. Uh, and now uh, we will advocate vigorously over in the halls of the General Assembly to have Marion County released from the preemption with laws that are already in effect that would take effect upon passage of that preemption. I think that's a very important step that we have taken. It's action toward the end. And besides, we've also added three additional special assistant United States attorneys to prosecute nothing but gun violence and violent crime in Marion County. So, Guy, if you're somebody that doesn't follow this kind of stuff very closely and you hear those two candidates (laughs) and I said, which one of these do you think is the Republican? I think a lot of people might get it wrong. I think a lot of people say none of the above. Yeah, right, right. 
I'm still. I'm. St- I, all I heard was two liberal Democrats. I'm waiting to hear still to hear from the Republican. But you know, in, in terms of how's it saying? Oh, we've already passed this in Marion County. Yeah, and it's contingent on the repeal of the preemption statute. There's no appetite in the General Assembly just because some liberals in Marion County. Okay, <laughs> one's got an R next to his name. Doesn't matter. The fact that a couple of liberals from Marion County go to the General Assembly and say, "Hey, we want you to undo what you did in 2011, which is prevent municipalities, local governments, from doing this exact thing." I um, want you to undo that because some liberals in Marion County really want you to. Oh, hell no. It doesn't have a chance. But in fact, what they don't understand and what neither of these candidates are smart enough to understand or at least smart enough to care about is that they've given us, those who support the preemption law, the perfect argument for why we should always have the preemption law, which is look at the unconstitutional garbage that these people want to put in place. In fact, Mary County's already put in place contingent on the repeal of the statute if, in fact, the statute were to go away. There are, every one of these provisions is unconstitutional. Every single one of them is going to be defeated in court, but it's going to, it's going to take litigation and it's going to take people getting arrested or fined or otherwise had their rights infringed for these people to, then just simply to try to garner some votes uh, during an election. And in the meantime, it, it, what's the only thing that stands in our way? is a law that we should have forever in this state, and that's the preemption law. And they've unwittingly given us the perfect argument for why this should be the law for generations. Guy, if somebody wants to ask you a question or continue this conversation, where can they find you? Hey, follow me on Twitter, man, uh, or X, I suppose. It's at Guy Relford. Guy, you're the best. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.